number six this morning, Isaiah chapter number six, enjoying the presence of the Lord. Don't ever want to get ahead of what he's doing. When you don't know what to do, just wait. Just wait. He'll let you know when it's time. Just wait. You'd be better off waiting and, and the Lord letting you know when it's time than you trying to take matters. And that goes to anything in life. I try to do that in church as a pastor with a service. God's moving in someone's heart. Just let God be God. And uh, don't have to perform anything or produce anything. Just get out of the way and let God. God knows how to talk to his people and his people know how to talk to him. And the Lord understands tears. They have a voice of their own. And he understands sniffles. They have a voice of their own. He understands that. And uh, I bless the Lord this morning. I'm not going to preach long. I hesitate to tell you that. Y'all don't believe me. I've done that to you. My fault, not yours. Uh, I had the privilege of preaching uh, a Bible college graduation uh, what night was that? Last Thursday night? And uh, I, I preached out of this text. And I preached out of this text before here. I, I preached a series here to you. Uh, the tragedy that fueled Isaiah's vision. The uh, uh, something that filled Isaiah's vision. And the transformation that followed Isaiah's vision. I don't remember my, my message. Uh, however, I, uh, I, Thursday, the Lord gave me a new thought, and I preached it Thursday night. I just want to give it to you this morning. I don't even want to preach it to you. I, I don't know what all y'all have prepared over there, but I'm excited to go do be a part of that. And uh, before we leave here this morning, I, I want to make mention of, of, of uh, it being Memorial Day weekend, and we want to do, do that as well. Before we leave this morning, uh, thank God for those who have fought and served for our freedom. Amen. Memorial Day weekend being the day that we uh, honor those who paid the ultimate sacrifice. We could be free. I love my freedom this morning. I love my country this morning. I love the Lord this morning. Amen. Isaiah chapter number six. Um, if I if I if I don't help myself or don't keep myself dialed back, I'll, I'll preach 45 minutes. And so I'm, I'm going to try not to do that. I want you to come back tonight. We are having church tonight, no matter what all y'all did over there. I appreciate that. But we're coming back tonight. We've not had Sunday school in, in a month and a half, and I am excited uh, to go into our, uh, my Sunday school class. It's been, it's been uh, God's blessed it and helped it. Uh, I, everywhere I go, I don't take this, I guess I shouldn't say this, uh, it sounds proud. I don't mean it proud. I get feedback on people that I wouldn't even uh, think would be listening to it and say, man, it's really helped me. Uh, I, I think we live in a day when people's looking for answers on how to do it right in the Bible way uh, in dealing with their family. Yeah. 
and uh, it's been beneficial, so I'm excited about getting into that tonight, so come back tonight. Uh, let's stand a moment. Uh, I very rarely say this, but Brother Tripp, I'm just a little bit loud up here. Just a little bit, not much. Uh, all right, Isaiah chapter 6, verse number 1 this morning. In the year that you, King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims, each one had six wings, with twain he covered his face, and with twain he covered his feet, and with twain he did fly. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. And he is this morning. He was, he is, and he will be. He's holy. Uh, verse 3, The whole earth is full of his glory. And the posts of the door moved at the voice of him that cried in the house, was filled with smoke. Verse 5, Then said I, this is a response of Isaiah. If you watch how he responds, the Holy Ghost through the Holy Scriptures can teach you how to respond. If you learn how to respond, you can live for God. You and I need to learn how to respond to God. Sinners need to learn how to respond to God. Saved people need to learn how to respond to God. There will come a time in your life, whether you're saved or lost, if you're lost, there will come a time in your life, I believe, that God will speak to you, that truth will be revealed to you, and, and based on how you respond to God, will, will, will determine the outcome of everything after that in your life. If you're here this morning and you're saved, there will come times in your life where God will speak to you through his word, through his spirit. He will speak to you about yourself, about your situation, about your sin. And how you respond to God will determine the, the, the next move and the next movements in your life and the outcome that they will bring. It is important that we know how to respond to God. Uh, Isaiah responds to God, verse number Five. Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Uh, then flew one of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongs from off the altar. And he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this hath touched thy lips, and thine iniquity is taken away, and thy sin purged. Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Here's another response. Then said I, Here am I, send me. And he said, Go and tell this people, Hear ye indeed, but understand not, and see ye indeed, but perceive not, make the heart of this people fat and make their ears heavy and shut their eyes lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and convert and be healed. Verse 11, here's another response. Then said I, Lord, how long? The answer until the cities be wasted without inhabitant and the houses without man and the land be utterly desolate. 
And the Lord have removed men far away and there be a great forsaking in the midst of the land. But yet in it shall be a tenth and it shall return and shall be eaten as a till tree and as an oak whose substance is in them when they cast their leaves. So the holy seed shall be the substance thereof. We'll stop reading there. Lord, help us now for a moment. God, I have every intention of preaching quickly. Nobody's put me under a rush. I don't feel that at all, never have. But God, this morning I, I, I want to say what I've got to say, uh, Lord, uh, with precision. I want to say what I have to say, Lord, uh, with, uh, with liberty. And then, Lord, uh, move aside to what you have next. God, help us, I pray. Lord, we thank you this morning for the help we've received. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated this morning. Uh, then said I, verse number five. Verse number eight, then said I. Uh, verse number 11, then said I. Three responses uh, of Isaiah to the Lord. Uh, I want to look this morning for just a handful of minutes, honestly, at these three responses uh, I want to give them to you this morning and I want to encourage you to keep these responses in your life. If you are going to uh, live for God, if you are going to serve God faithfully, maybe I can say it like this, uh, if you're going to have success in your Christian life, and remember this morning that success is not measured by man. You don't have the ability to measure it. You don't know what it looks like. I'm gonna run that by you again. You don't have the ability, nor do I, to measure success. You don't know what it looks like. I don't know what it looks like. I don't know my measurement in, uh, of success is not the Lord's measurement of success. And we've called a lot of things successful that the Lord has called unsuccessful. And we've called a lot of things unsuccessful that the Lord has called successful. And uh, our measure of success is not necessarily the Lord's. Though it might be this morning that we get it right from time to time most of the time we get it wrong and we uh, don't really have the ability to make that measurement. Uh, but if you want to have success that the Lord would call successful in your Christian life, uh, you need these responses. If you want to finish right, you need these responses in your life. Uh, I had the privilege yesterday of uh, officiating the vow renewal of my in-laws, they've been married yesterday 50 years. Uh, my wife and I and our boys went up, uh, Brother Seth, Miss Chet, they went up uh, uh, and were a part, I don't want to forget nobody else, that was it, wasn't it, okay. Uh, they, they, they went up with us and, and was a part of it uh, and I stood before them uh, uh, who had been married for 50 years. Uh, you, if you're gonna do that uh, in the will of God, you're gonna have to get some things right. You can get some things wrong, we all do, but you're gonna to have to get some things right. Uh, uh, if you're gonna live for God, if you're gonna make it, if you're gonna if you're gonna serve God, you're gonna to have to get some things right. Uh, some responses are gonna to have to be right. Uh, Isaiah made some right responses to the voice of God. And again, I wanna say what you do with what you hear from the voice of God, how you respond, 
to the voice of God will play a major role in everything else in your life. You can get a lot of things wrong. You can get a lot of things wrong, but if you get a handful of things right in your life, uh, it will change the course of your life. You say, preacher, you mean to tell me I can get stuff wrong and it still turn out all right? Uh, absolutely, that's called the grace of God. That's called the goodness of God. That's called the mercy of the Lord. That's called the faithfulness of God that in spite of me, he can bless me. In spite of me, he can use me. But there will be some things this morning that if you respond wrong to that, it will change the course of your life. It will change the trajectory of your life and you better make sure that you respond correctly to the voice of God in your life. Uh, Seth prayed with me a minute ago and I was praying, but when, I, when people pray with me, I, I want to hear what they're saying. I, maybe that's wrong. I don't know. I could be wrong. I prayed a little bit, and I got quiet. I wanted to hear what he was saying. He was praying to the Lord. He was praying for me, and I wanted to hear what he was praying. And, and he said, I, I remember, God, the day you sent me here, and you, you, you allowed the preacher to preach a message on don't cross over that line. And he said, that changed my life. See, the right response to the word of God will change your life. Better learn how to respond to God. Better learn how to listen to God, respond to what he says, because it will affect everything after. This morning, God's talking to some of you about your soul being saved and what you do with God's voice, what you respond to God's voice will determine your eternity. This morning, some of you, God is talking to you about sin in your life and you are saved, but what you do with that will determine tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day. It matters our response to the voice of God. Let me give you Isaiah's three responses quickly this morning. Responses that will keep you in the will of God. Responses that will keep your life uh, in, the, in the blessings of God. Response number one. Verse number five, then said I, woe is me. This is the first response that we hear after God has done something, after God has said something. Uh, Isaiah says, woe is me. Here's what I want to label this morning, the first response. Uh, it is that of perspective. You say, preacher, is perspective a response? Uh, absolutely it is. Perspective is how you see things. Perspective is how you view what is in front of you. And Isaiah's first response uh, had something to do with his perspective. After all that he saw, after all that God did, and I've already preached all this to you, I'm not gonna go in and belabor all of it this morning, but after Isaiah saw the Lord high and lifted up, he realized and his perspective about himself changed and he said this about himself, woe is me. That ought to be the, re that ought to be the response of everybody in here this morning, woe is me. My perspective about myself ought to change when I encounter the goodness of God, the voice of God, and the will of God in my life. 
God don't owe me for me to be in here this morning. God don't owe me a thing. I don't deserve, I didn't do anything. Sometimes we get saved and we think because we've learned how to tie a tie and I'm for that, but we've learned how to put on a suit coat and I'm for that. And if you don't, I'm not against you. I'm just saying what I'm for, but I'm also for you being here whether you tie a tie or not. And, but we think because we learn a handful of things that God now owes us something, that God now is indebted to us because we have learned some things. But I want you to remember this morning that to keep your response right, keep your perspective right, that woe is me. Woe was me yesterday, woe is me today, and woe will be me tomorrow. I am unworthy apart from the grace of God. That's a response. We don't always respond right. How many people have gotten bitter in church because they thought that somebody shouldn't have treated them a certain way and they did and now they're bitter at an individual and that bitterness grows like a cancer and now they're bitter at a whole bunch of individuals to the point that they're no longer even a part of the church because of bitterness and a response to somebody not treating them the right way. Listen to me, people ought to treat you the right way. People ought to be kind. People ought to be gracious. People ought to be good. But how many of you know this morning, people don't always do, including me and you, what we ought to do. But when your perspective is right, you can walk away and say, they didn't treat me right, but I don't deserve anything but hell and God's treated me real good. I'm not going anywhere. We think too highly of ourselves. We think too much of ourselves. We think that God is supposed to roll out the red carpet because we showed up. We think that God is supposed to, uh, and everybody else is supposed to applaud us and give us accolades and awards because we are here. And the truth of the matter is, is I don't deserve anything. You don't deserve anything. And you say, how do you know that? Because I've seen him. I, if I was comparing myself to you, I would rise. And, and, and if I were comparing myself to you, I would fall. Just depends on who it is, you know. And if you're comparing yourself to me, you may fall beneath or rise above because all of us are different. But I didn't compare myself to you. I shouldn't. And you're not to compare yourself to me you shouldn't but we compare ourselves to him we all walk away saying woe is me that is a response I don't know that Isaiah and I'm not saying he didn't but I don't know that Isaiah ever said that before it's a pretty big deal in Israel I assume I don't know that he ever said that before in comparing himself with his peers and his colleagues. And it was the day that he saw the Lord high and lifted up. And he said, woe is me. That's a response. I'm not going to, I need to move. If y'all, if y'all nod at me, act like you're getting it, it'll let me know that I don't have to keep on preaching it. Are, are y'all hearing me? Woe is me. It's a response of his perspective, not only about himself, but about his situation. 
In the year that King Uzziah died, his king died, the world crashing down, problems on every hand, trouble, disappointment, defeat, discouragement, difficulty. And it was in that moment that the Lord revealed himself to Isaiah in such a way that Isaiah walked away and said, woe is me. His perspective about his self changed, but not only that, his perspective about his situation changed. Woe is me, for I am undone. I'm a man of unclean lips. Look on down, for mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. If you want to make it, if you want to live for God, you're going to have to see him. And when you do, it'll change your perspective. And it don't really matter who you are. You realize that I'm unworthy. And it don't really matter what's going on around you. You'll realize I'm unworthy. And I don't deserve the goodness of God. And it's only the grace of God that lets me be a part of what I'm doing. And I think this morning that we do a whole lot of complaining about our situation because we think that we deserve better. We complain about our situation because we think that God owes us better and we think that it ought to be better. And, and the truth of the matter is this morning uh, uh, that we all want it to be better. But I want you to hear me this morning. It's because all we see is our little King Uzziah. All we see is our worldly goods and our worldly possessions. But God didn't save you this morning uh, uh, because uh, 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 he wanted to get a hold or he wanted to bless you with worldly possessions and he does bless us but that's not what it's about God saved you because he wanted a relationship with you and God saved you because he's God and he's good at being God and we need to see past all that we see down here and realize that he is more important than anything that we have down here and when we do our perspective changes that's why people can say yeah, it's bad, but God's been good. That's bad news, but he's still on the throne. I don't like how that happened, but God's always been faithful to me. I don't understand, but God is still good. I don't know why, but I believe God. I don't know when, but I'm gonna keep on trusting the Lord. I don't know what God's doing, but I know he's got a plan. You know who that is? That is someone that has learned to respond with the right perspective. It's not easy. It's not easy. But here's what will help it. Keeping your life filled with the, with, the, with the knowledge and the relationship with the Lord Jesus that ought to be will keep him in center focus and everything else will play second fiddle to him. If you make a God out of your job, if you make a God out of your problem, if you make a God out of your storm, and there's a whole lot of people who love to worship at the altar of their storm, and they make a God out of their storm, and the only time they have any worship is when there's a storm going on in their life. They're worshiping the God of their storm. And I want you to understand this morning, if you make a God out of anything, then that's what's gonna so focus your mind and your attention and consume you. But if you'll realize that you have a God, and if you'll focus on him, if you'll study him, if you'll read about him, if you'll walk with him, if you'll fellowship with him, then everything else will be secondary to him. 
is a response. Perspective. Then said I, woe is me. Here's the second response. Let me check my time, see if I'm lying to you yet. No, I'm doing good. I'm, I'm 20 minutes in on point number two. Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then said I, Here am I, send me. Now, (laughs) that's understandable. In the presence of the Lord. Y'all still with me? Heard the voice of God. Saw the glory of God. And, and God said, let's see if we're reading right. Then said the Lord. I heard the voice of the Lord saying, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to bless. I'm looking for somebody to bless with millions of dollars. Is that what you, I'm looking for somebody to bless with millions of dollars. And I want them, I'm going to bless them with millions of dollars because I want them to be able to tile off of it. And I want them to be able to give to people that are in need. And I, I want them to, and God might do that for somebody. God's not beyond doing that. He just might do that. Uh, but, but I can see Isaiah saying, then said I, here my Lord, send me. Because if God said, here's what I'm looking for, I need to bless someone with millions. And that they can help the poor and the needy and they can give and they can help their church. And, and, and I, that sounds like a job that I am qualified for. Lord, sign me up. Anybody, any takers this morning, uh, would, would God, would, here am I, send me. Yeah. We're looking at the response. The response is, Lord, here am I, send me. First one is, woe is me. That is perspective. The second response is pliability. That, that is moldability are, are pliable in the hands of God. i tell you what Isaiah did. Isaiah wrote God a blank check and he said, here's my life, Lord, and I don't know what you're going to fill out and I don't know what you're going to ask, but I'll give it all to you. None of it made sense if, if uh, God would have said, I'm looking for a man. New preachers, you, 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 you get ready to sign up for this one, all right? I'm, look, I'm looking for a man. I'm going to call him to preach. And, and when I get him trained, I'm going to let him pastor the largest church in town. And they're going to have conferences and people's going to come. But nothing against that either. But people's going to come from everywhere. And, and they're, going to, they're going to study at this place. And they're going to want to follow this man and learn from him. And I'm going to let him, I'm going to let him do it. I'm going to let sinners get saved. And, and, and man, just as big and just as wonderful and just as beautiful beautiful as you can imagine. There'll be some troubles, no doubt. And I'm not belittling anybody who's got that and saying that it's easy or no trouble. That comes at a high price. But most of us, if we knew what it was that God was asking and God said, this is what I'm going for, I guarantee you there'd be a line of men lined up that say, hear my Lord, send me. Are y'all hearing me this morning? I'll do that. 
If, if, if God were to come in here this morning and say, I'm looking for somebody, I'm going to bless them with the ability to sing, going to give them a beautiful voice, and people's going to come to hear them sing, and they're going to sing the solos and duets and trios and quartets and, and in the choir, and, and, and we say, man, I'd love that. And all of us probably would line up and say, I'd, I'd like to have a voice like that. Lord, hear my, send me. God were to say, I'm going to, Look for somebody. We're going to start a Sunday school class at Crossroads Baptist Church and it's going to be the best Sunday school class that the church has ever had. And people's coming from near and far and they're going to be a part of that. Do I have any takers? And, 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 and most of us in here this morning would say, well, Lord, here am I. And there's nothing wrong with any of us wanting any of that. But God said, I'm, I'm, I'm looking to send a man. I wonder who will go. And he didn't say where, and he didn't say what, and he didn't say when. He just said, I'm looking for a man. Now that's scary. Well, I'd serve God if I knew what he wanted me to do. I'd give my life to God if I knew what God wanted from me. But I don't know what he wants. Isaiah said, I'll give my life without knowing what you want. I'll give my life without knowing where you want. I'll give my life without knowing what it'll cost me. Here am I, send me. Isaiah laid his checkbook down on the altar and some folks at Crossroads Baptist Church, hear me this morning, if you're ever gonna be right with God, if you're ever gonna live in the goodness of God, you're gonna have to learn to lay that altar or that bank book down on the altar and say, God, here it is. I'll tithe with it and I'll give out of it and I'll do it faithfully to the glory of God. You're robbing God and you're robbing yourself of blessings in your life. And not blessings because we're wealth, health, and prosperity, but blessings because God honors obedience. Yes. Lord, hear my send me. I'll be a missionary. <laughs> I, I'm supposed to be. I told him every time y'all do something nice for me, I get. I get I preach mean and I don't even mean to. Lord, I, everybody, Lord, I'll be a missionary. Let me, let me serve you. I'll be a missionary, all right. But you're waiting on God to call you to Venezuela. You're waiting on God to call you to Argentina. God's put you in Augusta. Be a missionary in Augusta. Come back to church on Sunday night. Come back to church on Wednesday night. Bring somebody with you. Go downtown with a handful of tracks and pass them out at the convenience store. Tell your neighbors that live next to you what Jesus did for you. Be a missionary where God's planted you. I would do what God wanted me to do if I knew what God wanted me to do. How about this? Write God a blank check. You know what some of you ought to do this morning? Some of us ought to do seriously. Go home, get you a piece of paper, write it down on that piece of paper on such and such date and date it. I, and write your name, give everything I am, everything I have, everything I've got, everything I ever will have to God. I give it to you, Lord, it's yours. And then kneel down and pray and tell God everything I'm writing down, I mean it. And whatever you want, it's yours, I'll give it to you. There's nothing I 
got that belongs to me. Everything I got come from the hand of God. And if you want it, I'll give it to you. Sign your name to it and mean it with all your heart and watch and see what God does in your life. I, I left. I'm hurrying. I won't even preach the last one this morning. I left my hometown. Almost 20, well, this October, this September will be 18 years. I was 19 when I left. I've lived down here 18. One more year and I would have lived in this area as long as I lived in my hometown, which seemed like a lifetime growing up. This second half has gone much quicker than the first, I promise you. Uh, I told God you didn't have, I didn't have much, but what I have you got. I gave him my job. I gave him my hometown. I gave him my money. I gave him my friends. I gave him my truck. I gave him my bank, my bank account. Everything I had, I gave him. All these years later, I got stuff that I like. Huh? And I've given him vehicles, signed over titles to the glory of God. I've, I, I, I meant what I said. I've emptied my bank account. I've given three vehicles away. I'm not trying to act like I'm somebody, but as I told God I meant it. I meant it. I meant it. I still mean it. I still mean it. But I got a house I really like. <laughs> I got cars I really enjoy. I got land I really appreciate. And sometimes I get to liking them too much. And it wasn't too long ago. I was walking, talking with the Lord. I said, God, I love it. I love it. I love it all. You've been good to me. But I made you a promise nearly 20 years ago that everything that I ever had belongs to you. It come from you. It's still yours. And God, I'm enjoying the fire out of it. But if you ever want it back, God, help me to be faithful to do what I said. It still belongs to you. Write God a blank check by faith. Say, here it is, God, you fill it out. Mm. Listen, Jesus is coming back. He's coming back soon. You say, preacher, you think I ought to do something crazy? No, I think you ought to do exactly what God tells you to do. And doing what God says do won't ever be crazy. But go ahead and give him everything you got. Give him your children. Lay them down on an altar and say, God, I want them to live right next door to me until the day I die. But if you've got better plans, you send them where you want them to go. You call them what you want to call them to. You do with them what you want to do with them. They're yours to the glory of God. Because I promise you, you'd rather them be in Africa serving God than to be next door hooked on drugs. Isaiah, his response is, I don't know what you want, but here am I. Send me. I feel something on that. I don't know why this morning. 
I don't know what you want. I think this morning some folks need to write God a blank check and say, I don't know what you want, but I'm yours. I'm yours. I'm all yours to the glory of God. The greatest thing that I feel like preaching this morning, the greatest thing that I ever did do is give God my whole life lock, stock, and barrel. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless his name. He's been faithful. He's been so faithful. Has he not been faithful? I mean, he's been so faithful. He's so faithful. You say, that's for preachers. That's for Christians. Give him all you've got. Tithe on faith. Go to church on faith. Witness on faith. Sell out on faith. Well, we could never do that. Yeah, you couldn't. But God could. Well, now I've lied to you. Let me give you this third one. And said, I, Lord, how long? First response is perspective. Second response is pliability. Third response is patience. And said, I, Lord, how long? And again, everybody thinks that if I get in the ministry, it's going to be this, 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 and this, and it might be, but it might not be. Serving God might not look like what you wanted it to look like. Here's what God tells Isaiah. He said, all right, here's what I want you to do. You gave me a blank check. You said, here my Lord, send me. I'm going to send you. Here's what I'm going to send you to do. You can read it. I want you to go tell my people of, 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 of Judah. I want you to go tell them. Y'all have ears, but you don't hear. <laughs> hey, all y'all people. God put them ears on your head for a reason. You're supposed to listen. Y'all got ears and you don't listen. That's going to go over real well. He's going to have a following. Quick. But they're not going to like him. They're going to be a, they're going to be a hanging following. They're coming to get him. And when you get done telling them, y'all got ears but you don't listen, tell them. And y'all also got eyes, but you can't see. Tell them y'all are, y'all are deaf and blind. And I want you to preach this message to them, and I want you to tell them that they don't listen to God and they can't see what God's doing. They're deaf, they're blind spiritually, they're wrong. Go tell a whole nation that they're wrong. Look around and see how popular that is. You find a place that tells everybody that they're right, oh, they'll fill it up. You find a place that says, you know, I'm not right, but he's right. Nobody wants to hear that. Go tell them that, Isaiah. Isaiah said, all right, how long? He said, it's going to be a long time. You're going to be telling them that, long time. Isaiah said, all right. In a long time, you'll do this hard thing. 
He spent the rest of his life doing this hard thing and didn't see all of it come to fruition even in his life. But he responded with patience. Three responses you need in your life this morning. Number one, perspective. Get your perspective right. It's not all about you, it's about him. Number two, make yourself pliable in the hands of God. Not my will, but thine. Number three, don't get ahead of God. Wait on God. He knows what he's doing. And you may not see it in this life, but this is not the life that we're living for anyways. There's one coming. And the one that's coming, God's going to pay back everything you sacrificed, everything you gave, everything you lost in this one. We're headed for a judgment. And that's the day you want to be right with God. I want you to come up piano. I'm done. I, I preached uh, 12 minutes. I'm pretty sure. Felt like 10. I added two just to be safe. I preached 35 minutes. Not bad, is it? Maybe a record. 